Welcome to Loving Money, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. This is the place to be if you share the belief that I do, that when you change your relationship to money, you change your relationship to life. And even if you don't have that belief yet, stick around. I'm going to show you just how true that is in our time together. If you're driving in your car, cleaning your house and listening to this podcast, I'm going to show you very clearly that when you change your relationship to money, you change your relationship to life. And I am so happy and grateful that you are here joining me in this experience. You can follow along at Lise Wilcox on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Pinterest, and of course at my website, leesewilcox.com. I hope you'll join me and I'm so excited for what's about to happen for you in your life. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome back to Loving Money, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. This is the place to be when you are ready to change your relationship to money change your relationship to life, and finally stop playing small. The opposite of playing small or contraction is expansion. And I think there is probably no better way to truly expand in every relationship we have in this life by first expanding the relationship we have with ourselves. Now, what that looks like in a lot of ways is allowing ourselves the permission to have the conversations we don't usually get to participate in or the ones that we tend to shy away from. You know, those ones that might make you feel a little icky or uncomfortable at first. And money in general is <laughs> right up there on the top of that list of those conversations. And today is no exception. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about how to really love money. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast is changing your relationship to money so that you can change your relationship to life. So what does it really look like or what does it mean to love money? If you've listened to the show before, you know that um, I'm pretty open about sharing the reality that so many people hate money. They hate it. They hate rich people. They hate poor people. They hate the notion that money is for some, but for not for all. They hate the notion that other people are taking from what they feel could be theirs. They hate the notion that you can only get rich if you profit off of the expense of someone else. They hate the notion that some people are just lazy and aren't working hard enough for their money or they're undeserving in some way. And those are all maybe not the conversations that people are having with other people, but I promise you, those are the conversations a lot of people are having with themselves, even if they feel uncomfortable acknowledging that or even admitting it. In order to really expand not only your relationship to yourself, but your relationship to money, in order to expand your relationship to all of humanity, this is a really fundamental place to start our relationship to money. And, you know, we talked about how money is completely made up. We talked about how money is also one of the single greatest stressors and sources of anxiety in our lives and in our relationships. And yet it's such a foreign concept to so many of us. It's like, sure, we'll use it. It's a necessary evil. Um, I only work because I have to get it. And the money is the only thing that can support my lifestyle. But 
what if we were to kind of flip the script on that and take money out of being this almost intangible concept or something that we see represented on paper or in metal coins or numbers in our bank account and start thinking about money as a person? Like what if we anthropomorphize money and give it some really human tendencies? Stay with me. I got a really fun, well, fun if you're really nerdy like I am about money and personal finance, but I've got a really swell, fun activity for you that you can do right now. It's something I do with all my clients and it tends to have a pretty high ROI in terms of return of impact. So let's go. I want you to imagine that money is your boyfriend. Let's call him Paul. I want you to take a moment and maybe you need to get out a pen and paper to do this. Maybe you have the the notes app on your phone, which I don't know about you, but I swear by it. It's like one of the most underrated tools on an iPhone. Get out your notes app, get out your journal, or just really sit in a moment of self-reflection and imagine that money is your boyfriend. And again, we're going to call him Paul just because we can. If there's anybody listening named Paul, this is for you. <laughs> I want you to take a moment and really examine your relationship to Paul and how you feel about him. What are some of the things that come up? In my experience from working one-on-one with clients and in my mastermind groups, I can tell you off the top of my head, some of the most common themes that come up are, I don't trust him. He is never there when I need him. I want him to be in my life so badly, but as soon as he shows up, I feel like I need to get rid of him or I'm flirting with him, but I'm really scared to let him in fully into my life. Or I feel like there's never enough of him to go around and I try to get his attention and I feel like I'm doing everything right to do what I can to really be with Paul so much of the time. And it just feels like it's never enough. This is going to look different, of course. Like, I mean, if I asked 100 people to do this exercise, I'm going to get 100 different examples or answers. But for you specifically, what would that relationship to Paul, a.k.a. money, or other way around, what would your relationship to money, a.k.a. your boyfriend Paul, really look and feel like? And this is a chance for you to be super radically honest with yourself. How do you feel about money? How do you feel that money shows up for you or disappoints you? Do you feel like you're avoiding money? Does money give you anxiety? Write all of those feelings and qualities or characteristics down so that you have a great sense of what your relationship to your boyfriend looks like. And when that's all written down in front of you, ask yourself, does that look like a healthy relationship? Does it sound like a healthy relationship? Honey, does it feel like a healthy relationship? Most of the time that I do this with clients, when I read it, but usually they tell me the answers and I will, I'll just scribe it for them. And so I'll have this list in front of me. I'll read it back. And the look on their face is almost gobsmacked. It's like, one, I've never thought about it like this. And two, uh uh-oh, like a big uh uh-oh. This is by no means a healthy relationship. And again, in most cases, 
it's downright toxic. That's an excellent point of awareness that we get to start from. The next part of this uh, exercise, so part two, I'll just tell you right now there are three. So part one is getting really clear on how you would describe your relationship with your boyfriend, money, or Paul. And the second step is now I want you to write through money's perspective. Or again, for the sake of my quirkiness, we're going to write through Paul's perspective on this one. And I want you to imagine how Paul would describe his relationship with you. Again, in my experience of doing one-on-one and mastermind group work, the answers that come up are something along the lines or somewhere in the realm of, I have tried to show her over and over again that I am into her, but it feels like every time I get close, she's not ready to receive me. Every time I get close to her and show up, she criticizes me for never being enough or not being there when she needed me. I try to show up, but as soon as I do, it's like she can't wait to get rid of me. Think of what that storyline is for you. And again, write very honestly and very openly from money's description of its relationship to you and how it feels about you or about how it feels like it's being treated in this relationship. Now you'll have two really critical pieces of information in front of you. And again, with that second part, looking through money or Paul's eyes, you can see what is the other half of this equation. You know, every relationship is a two-way street. Try as we might, we can't really control all of our relationships, right? And if we are trying to control our relationships, babe, it's not going to work. Look for those themes in these two separate categories. Are you trying to control this relationship? Are you completely oblivious to what's going on in this relationship? Is somebody pulling their weight more than others? Is somebody sending mixed signals or mixed messages? Really allow yourself to play with this and be curious about what the relationship dynamics are like in this specific relationship. You can look back on your past. I mean, money is something that has been prevalent and present in your life since probably almost since you have conscious memory. And I'd love to know what are those patterns or those actionable behaviors that are arising out of this relationship dynamic, for better or for worse, toxic or or healthy, whatever it looks like. What are those dynamics that are at play between you and your boyfriend, money? And the third step in this exercise, after you've had a look at how you feel about money or after you've had a look at how money feels about you, the third step is where we get into the lucid daydream, some of my favorite work to do with people and frankly, some of my favorite work to do on my own. This is where you get to create the dream relationship with your boyfriend money that you have always wanted. So take a really good amount of time and sit down and allow yourself just to be in it. How do you envision that relationship with money? What does it look like? How does it feel? What are the things that you're doing together? What are the feelings that are present that didn't used to be present before you got serious about your relationship with money? 
And what are the feelings that you used to have in an unhealthy relationship with money that are no longer around after you got clear and conscious about having a healthy relationship with money? This will give you so much impactful and insightful information. It will allow you to see money in a brand new and dare I say, loving light. Money is a construct. It is something we completely made up. And at the same time, it's one of our single greatest stressors in life. If we allow ourselves to go on autopilot, literally nothing will change. There's a a really beautiful quote from Carl Jung that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to direct your life and you will call it fate. I'm going to say that again for you because I think it's worth the repeat. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to direct your life and you will call it fate. Why that is so powerful is that we tend to, not everybody, but a lot of people tend to allow ourselves to become like victims of our own life. And, you know, we can take ourselves out of victim mentalities in interpersonal relationships. We can get really good at setting boundaries and we can have excellent communication skills. But our relationship with money has to be at that table or has to be allowed a seat at that table that allows us to also bring all of our unconscious money wounding, I'm going to say money trauma, anything left over from past generations, any intergenerational trauma and narratives that are kind of hanging around in our DNA and in our bodies. We have to allow ourselves to bring that to the forefront. We have to allow ourselves to take it out of the unconscious, out of our body, out of our nervous system and to the forefront so we can have a really good, clear look at what are those governing beliefs, programs, stories, narratives, limiting beliefs and decisions that make us self-sabotage in our relationship to money. If we don't draw our attention there first, then we continue, as I said, to go on autopilot. We're still functioning out of this unconscious place where we just allow those old stories that we adopted somewhere to be guiding our behavior. The real work here when it comes to loving money is allowing yourself to look at your relationship with money and really look at how you truly, genuinely feel about that relationship and how you want it to feel. When you allow yourself to like break it down in that pretty simple, clear cut, and I'm going to say fun, even if it's a little nerdy, it's still fun. It's like a fun way of looking at money. Um, You can allow yourself to figure out what those old stories are, what those old patterns or beliefs and blocks have been, and have a really critical look. Are, Are those things that you believe in? Are those things that feel good for you? Do they serve a purpose now? Or are you only running on autopilot because it's a story somebody else told you to be true? And it's like, yeah, okay, I guess that's true. I mean, they told me the sky was blue. They told me that gravity is a thing and it holds us to the earth. They told me that money's the root of all evil. Like, I guess I'll just believe all that. If that's working for you, great. But this probably isn't the right podcast for you if that's the case. If those beliefs or limiting decisions and those old icky narratives, if those aren't working for you anymore, 
And even more importantly, if they're starting to cause you to self-sabotage your relationship to money and, you know, overwork and under earn or charge far less than what you're worth or feel bad about earning or saving or spending money, feel anxiety when it comes to anything related to money. Those are all really big red flags that self-sabotage is at play. Imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, feeling like you don't belong. All of those emotions are speaking to you. They're giving you insights that there's something that still needs to be healed. All of our feelings are just feedback. And that feedback gives us incredibly valuable insights as what still needs to be healed. So if you can look at those feelings and you can see how they're playing out in these self-sabotaging behaviors when it comes to your money, it's a great time to allow yourself to bring the unconscious to the conscious and change the storyline right here, right now for yourself. That's really how we start to change our relationship to money and how we start to change our relationship to life. We learn how to be in a healthy loving, boundaried, openly communicative, supportive, co-collaborative, and co-creative relationship with money. Even just saying those words, I don't know how that hits you, but like, you know, I, I do this for a living. And still, when I say that out loud, I just feel this like warm, cozy, red light wash all through my torso. And it's like, I feel it down in my gut, this notion that I can be in a healthy, loving, tender, supportive relationship with money. That makes me feel really good. I would encourage you to say that out loud too. And uh, I just see how that feels for you. So there you go. There are lots of tools at your disposal. Certainly when we work together in my Sunshine Club Mastermind, when we work together privately, when you do one of my online programs, all of the work that I do is designed to help you expand. And really what we're doing is building a much more solid foundation for the relationship you have with yourself. And in real time, we're watching how that changes dramatically each of the relationships you have within your life. A lot of people go to coaches for relationships, for business, um, parenting, family, what have you, just life coaching in general. Money is usually something that gets left off the table. And I am telling you in my about 10 years experience as a strategic life and business coach, this is a conversation that needs to be had to put you back in the driver's seat of your own empowerment. It allows you to participate in the conversation and to learn how to speak a language that was probably never taught to you um, when you were a kid growing up. This is how you start to love your money. You allow yourself to have these conversations and look really critically. So again, that exercise, just to recap, is three parts. One, you're going to write down a critical reflection of how you feel about your relationship to money, or we'll call him your boyfriend, Paul. Step two is that you're going to have a really honest and critical look at how your boyfriend money, or Paul, is going to describe his relationship with you. And part three, lastly, you're going to have a good solid chance to let yourself visualize and daydream about what you want that relationship to look like. And from there, 
that's when we can get started together and put an action plan into place. If this is the vision of what you want that relationship to look and feel like with money, what are the steps we need to take? Are there any self-sabotaging patterns we need to clear up? What do we have to align your values to? And really what's the strategy behind getting that relationship that you so desire and frankly, you that you are so worthy of having? How do we make that your reality? How'd this land for you? Is this something that sounds totally far out or does it feel really good in your soul to be able to have a permission slip that allows you to be in another healthy, loving, boundaried, communicative relationship? I'd love to know. You can send me a message on Instagram at Lise Wilcox via my email address, which is hello at LiseWilcox.com um, or find me on LinkedIn also at Lise Wilcox. If you could do me the personal favor of liking this episode, sharing it with your friends, anybody you think needs to have this message, friends, family, network, what have you. This is how I'm leaving my impact on the world. And if you got value from this, I'm asking you to do the personal favor of please rate this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and please feel free to share it with anybody else you think would benefit from this too. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And it's such a treat to watch you, even from afar, change your relationship to money and start changing your life so that you can finally feel like you don't have to play small anymore. Mwah.